0: Hey, brother! Ben, it is a fantastic time to be a Frozen fan. Disney just announced that finally, after years and years of confusing rules and waiting, that Anna and Elsa are going to have a coronation ceremony and officially become Disney princesses. Virtually, of course. I mean, after all, Anna and Elsa are kind of the queens of social distancing and also literally queens, which makes this decision kind of weird. Like they waited for both of them them to get the real royal treatment before tearing them back right down to Princess. I, I don't know. But whatever, I'm still happy for them. Way to go, girls. And on top of that, Frozen 2 got released early on Disney+, Plus, so we've all had time to re-watch it and really internalize it, which is why I'm pretty positive that Arendelle was supposed to be destroyed. Happy Coronation Day! Guys, if you're wondering why I'm dressed so fancy today, it's because this week, we have been celebrating SCB Spirit Week, where the Super Carlin Brothers community has been coming together each day to dress in celebration of one of our different fandoms and posting their photos on social media. Today, as we are filming, it is Formal Friday, hence why I look so awesome today. Am I wearing pants? You decide, I I am. But what I have really loved about this week is that it has been a total time of just coming together during this quarantine. From conception to execution, this entire idea was born in our Discord server by our patrons. They developed the artwork, came up with the themes, and presented us with the idea, and we loved it. And it has been truly uplifting, at least for me personally, to get on Instagram every day and just see all the different people participating. And like, I really can't tell you how much it has meant to me. You too can join our Discord server. It is uh, on our Patreon page. It is the $3 tier and you will meet nothing but awesome people there. Also, sometimes Ben and I drop in. But back to Frozen. So if you're like me, the first thing you do when a new Disney animated movie comes out is download the soundtrack and listen to your favorite song on repeat over and over and over. Until, of course, your own hit single comes out. (laughs) Well, not everything is part of the Pixar theory. Frozen definitely isn't because it's not a Pixar movie. But the point is, I listen to the soundtrack a lot. The way it always works for me is that I have one song I go to over and over and eventually I forget to like hit the repeat button and a new song will start coming in and that'll work its way and I'll slowly find myself enjoying the entire soundtrack. For Frozen 2, I started with Show Yourself, which felt weirdly personal to me and no, it did not make me cry that one time. Why are you asking? And from there I transitioned into Into the Unknown and then Lost in the Woods and then some of the covers of the songs that play during the credits, then that lullaby song the mom sings at the beginning, also super sad. Then the next right thing and eventually, eventually, I landed on the movie's opening number, Something things never change. And at this point, I have heard it a lot and watched that opening scene a lot. Maybe it wasn't my favorite out of the gate, but I still think it's quite good, very catchy, and does a great job setting up and foreshadowing most of the movie. By which I mean, almost every line of the song ends up being verbal irony, everything they say the opposite happens. The song's constant refrain is some things never change and lists example after example of the things the characters in the movie consider cornerstones in their life. They might not know what the future holds, but at least they can take comfort in knowing that these certain things will never change. The irony is of course that everything listed as something that won't change does change eventually in the movie. Which ties in really nicely with the rest of the themes in the movie fall, transformation, and facing the unknown. Oh, are these never changing things what allows you to competently face the unknown? Ha! Plot twist, losing those things and facing that reality. That is going into the unknown. But if you don't believe me and are wondering, what does this have to do with Arendelle being destroyed? (laughs) Don't worry, I'm getting to it. Let's take the song line by line. The song opens with Anna listing a few things to which change is inevitable. The passage of time, the weather getting colder, pumpkins dying, I guess. But then shifts into things that won't change. First, the feel of your hand in mine. And ooh, right out of the gate, it is kind of a gut punch. The thing is, she would normally be right. It's hard for two hands to feel different to each other all of a sudden, unless that is one of those hands stops existing, which is exactly what happens to Olaf later in the movie. Anna's next never changing thing is how we get along just fine. Now this one doesn't change much, but there is this moment right here, right after Olaf laments how everything is changing. Anna, this might sound crazy, but I'm sensing some rising anger. Angry Olaf. What I mean is I'm sensing rising anger in me. <laughs> Next is like an old stone wall that will never fall. Of course, as she says this, the stone wall in question literally crumbles, thus proving her wrong. Fun side note, this line also foreshadows the dam breaking later on. Then Anna's final line is how I'm holding on tight to you, which we already covered, but again, later on in the movie, whilst she is literally holding on tight to Olaf, he turns into dust, snow, spirit snow, wind. Hard to say. After that, Kristoff takes over for a bit, and his first never-changing thing is the love that he feels for her, meaning Anna. And while I don't think Kristoff ever stops loving Anna, he does sing an entire song about them drifting apart, and worries aloud. Up till now, the next step was a question of how. I never thought it was a question of whether. Which, by the way, I love the wordplay here. It's not just a question of whether he and Anna will be together, but also the actual weather. Because Elsa can kind of control the weather, and Anna's insane overprotectiveness over Elsa is the thing that is driving her and Kristoff apart. You don't want me to follow you into fire? Then don't run into fire! But like I said, I don't think he stops loving her, but I think that how he loves her changes. Changes in that it gets deeper because he is finally forced to confront what life would be like without Anna, something that until that point, he had sort of just been taking for granted. Kristoff's next never changing things are how reindeer are easier and how the pressure is all on Sven to come up with a great way to propose to Anna. And while I don't think reindeer ever become difficult for Kristoff, I do think he eventually sees Sven in a new light after they, you know, sing a song together in the forest. More to the point though, I think this is in reference to Kristoff's instinct to turn towards Sven rather than Anna in times of hardship. Because for him, that's the easier thing to do, just like relying on Sven to come up with a proposal plan for Anna. Which, when it does finally happen, is 100% Kristoff just being in the moment. The song then shifts to Elsa, who has a much more realistic vision of the future and seems certain that things will change no matter how much she does doesn't want them to, but hey, at least you can still go out and seize the day. Carpe diem. Seize the carp. Social distance five if you got that reference. (laughs) Yeah, I bet it wasn't many. Elsa's only proclamation of certainty, which to me feels like it comes somewhat out of nowhere, is that the flag of Arendelle will always fly, which they repeat four times. And you know what? She's right. Out of all the things listed in the song, this random inclusion about the longevity of their kingdom is the only thing that doesn't change. Unlike literally everything else in the song, the flag doesn't change. It does not fall, despite there being a giant tidal wave-sized opportunity for it to fall. And it just sticks out like a sore thumb to me. Like, the point of the song is that everything is going to change, but this doesn't, so why do they include it? And it just feels random, because whether or not Arendelle will continue to exist or fly a flag doesn't really seem like it's in question throughout the movie. No, I think this line is in the song because Arendelle was supposed to be destroyed, but for some reason, at some point, they just changed their mind. And when I zoom out and think about it and look at the movie as a whole, I honestly think it might've made more sense if the city, or the castle at least, had been toppled. Hear me out. First of all, this little tiny ice wall thing that Elsa makes right here, it is just not big enough to stop this valley-sized tidal wave. Like, <laughs> it's just not. I mean, take for instance a small wave, like the size you would boogie board on, like three feet high, 30 foot wide. That wave, that tiny wave, would have 954 cubic feet of water, which is 7,054 gallons of water, which is 56,432 pounds of water. And as proven in this exact movie, the tensile strength of ice is variable at best. Sure, maybe if we're talking about ice compressive strength, maybe, maybe, but no, seriously, trust me, it wouldn't work. Ben made me include that entire bit. He loves ice and waves. Second, the movie goes to the trouble of evacuating the entire city, so if this giant wave does hit it, we know there are no casualties. Like, the people survive, that's the important part. Arendelle is a people, not a place, right? That's from Thor Ragnarok, also Norwegian. Coincidence? Yes, because I'm actually saying it in Frozen, I'm just saying it right now, but it was a nice little Right? Third, Anna and Elsa spend the entire movie dealing with and correcting the consequences of their grandfather's actions. The city and castle they live in and rule is a product of him. He did not trust magic and wanted to kill off the Northuldra people. Elsa is magical and is a living, breathing representation of the union of these two groups of people. She is the bridge, not just between magic and people, but also the people of Arendelle and the Northuldra, a fun contrast to the literal physical bridge their grandfather built, a physical bridge of lies. To me, it just feels like the whole movie was set up with the idea that these two groups of people would have been merged and then deceit. Everything goes to heck and people are trapped in the forest and then enter on a and Elsa. Elsa, who clearly represents her mother and her connection to the Northuldra, and Anna, who clearly represents their father and his connection to the people of Arendelle. Two sisters united and heading towards a future where people can travel freely from the forest to the city with everybody trusting magic and each other. And I think what we were supposed to see was Arendelle and the Old Ways destroyed and then rebuilt as a reflection of the union of these two people. And then rebuilt as a reflection of the union of these two groups of people. A way to represent all of the people in their kingdom, both in their custom and literally in the walls of their kingdom. Like I imagine a castle and a city that features the down to earth ways of the Northuldra people intertwined with the industrial advancement of the people of Arendelle. So yeah, like the song foreshadows, the old flag of Arendelle would have fallen, not forever, but just to have been resurrected as a new, more whole and complete flag of Arendelle. Ah, and isn't that messaging just like really good? But no, instead we get a horse that can outrun a tidal wave and a thin sheet of ice that can stop tidal wave. I'm telling you guys, the the tensile strength is just not there. The math isn't behind it. Ben, let it go. But like, what's the messaging there? Underestimate tidal waves? Because let me tell you something you should not do. Also, also, actually, actually, if Elsa could get to Arendelle that fast on that horse, I'm sorry, but it is unacceptable that she is not there for this statue unveiling ceremony thing. Like, come on. Drop by, Elsa. It's like an important day, it's your parents. Also, side note, not sure this is related, but just saying that three different Disneyland parks in Paris, Tokyo, and Hong Kong are having a frozen land built where they're gonna have Arendelle, so like maybe they just didn't wanna knock it down before they built it into three parks, I don't know. But guys, that is why Arendelle should have been destroyed and then rebuilt nice and pretty. If you guys would like to discuss further the implications of Some Things Never Change, again, I would highly recommend you check out our Discord server via our Patreon. Link is in the description down below, full of just the most awesome people. Thanks so much for watching today's video. Don't forget to leave a like on it if you haven't already and ding that bell so you don't miss any future Frozen action from us. If you like the ice harvesting song from the first Frozen movie explained, you can check out this video right here. Or if you'd like to see whether or not you should stack your bark bark side up or bark side down, you can check out this video right here. That's wood bark side up or bark side down, not bark bark side up or bark side down. You know what I mean. See you in another life, brother.